Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I am not exaggerating when I tell you that I am more excited to air this episode than I have been maybe any other one in the two years I've been doing this show. You are listening to episode 141, Dear Progressor, January edition. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. How's that for starting an episode with some hyperbole? (laughs) Truly, I cannot express how thrilled I am to share this episode with you. I am planning on changing the intro there, but that's going to come next week as I get more sound bites from you and you'll see why in time. But this is where we hear from you, the listeners, and you are who I call the progressors. You are what make up this incredible community. And I think it's the best community on the internet. And I'm alongside you. I'm a progressor. I don't have all the answers. I'm not doing everything right. I'm learning right there with you. And I want to learn from you too. 
Today is where we get to hear the sound bites that have been sent in from our fellow progressors. And I'm calling this series, Dear Progressor. Um, because what I'm hoping it is, is it's just like our notes to each other, like dear fellow progressor, so that we can learn from each other and and see what people were learning this past month and what they have to teach us on the topics at hand. Before I get into all of that, I am going to start this monthly episode. It's going to be a series. So this is January's edition by sharing one review of the month and giving that reviewer a special gift, which is going to be an About Progress t-shirt, which you've seen before. It's called Work in Progress. Maybe you've seen that on Instagram. I sell them, but it's one of those things. It's not like a big thing that I'm pushing to sell. It's just something fun if you want to have a nice soft shirt to wear that says what you're all about being a work in progress. So this month's listener um, and reviewer is named Mock18. That's M-O-C-K-18. So if you're listening, you need to email me and I and email me your address and I will send you a t-shirt. And this is what it says. I just started listening to this podcast a few months ago but what a great find. I swear Monica and I are almost the same person. I've been a perfectionist my whole life, and I find that it limits me so much from trying, starting, or experiencing new things. I have a lot to learn and a lot of progress to make, but I'm grateful for a podcast that seems to get me completely. Here's to hoping for progress, not perfection. Thank you so much, for this amazing review. And I would love it if you could leave a review and rating for me as well on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That's the most important thing for the future of the show, but anywhere you listen would be fantastic. So let me tell you about what these will be like. I am not going to give commentary in between all of these uh, sound bites that you send in, which you can do by email at packerprogress at gmail.com, or you can also call this new number that I have set up for you. Um, let me pull it up. The number is 925-405-6229, and that's a separate like private number just for the podcast, so you can just leave me a voicemail there too if that's easier for you. Again, the number is 925 925- Four zero five six two two nine, and that is what these brave, amazing women did. And I told you I'm not going to give commentary on each one, even though I want to. And the reason for that is because one, and most importantly, they totally stand alone. They don't need my insight to follow them up with. Like they are good enough as they are. And two. I don't want you to um, drop off here. I want you to make it to the end. So that means we're going to just dive in and get through these because they each deserve to be heard all the way through. And why I'm so thrilled about this particular episode and the series we'll do every single month, the last episode of the month will feature you, the progressors, is because I have said from day one, this is a community, not a fan club. And as I have seen this community grow, we have a private Facebook group that you can join that I link to in the show notes um, with as I see us grow on Instagram and support each other. And as I got these voice messages in, I just was overwhelmed that it's happening. This vision I've had of a community from day one. And I'm so grateful to you for that, for showing up, for um, being vulnerable, for sharing, for helping each other. That's what this all is in the spirit of doing. Now, one last thing. 
I did say I'm not going to do commentary, but I do need to answer a question I got in via email first. And I asked this person if I could do that. And then we'll get into sharing the sound bites that were mailed into me, emailed into me rather. So this comes from a lovely woman named Alicia Fish. And this is where she says, um, this is her question. I've been working on my list. She's talking about the do something um, bucket list for 2018. And I'm excited about the things I've written down. And here's where I get stuck. I don't know where to start or how to finish. Some of these things are bigger projects that will require a more significant amount of time to finish. Things like making a family history chat book, photographing my kids' artwork and use Project Life to make books for them and do things with my photos that I will print out. These are all things I have started in the past but never finished. I have a tendency to struggle to start things. Then once I start, I make decent progress, then get overwhelmed and shut down and never finish. They sit in my office as proof of my inability to do things. So I want to work on those projects and finish them. But when I try to think of where to begin, my mind goes from one thing to the next and on and on and the overwhelm paralyzes me and I'm back to doing nothing. Do you have any advice? And she also follows this up by saying that not everything on her list is big like that. They are hikes and national parks, reading embroidery projects, but she doesn't want to avoid the bigger projects that she really, really wants to do. Oh my goodness. Alicia, you are not alone. You are totally not alone in feeling that paralysis and also labeling yourself as a non-finisher. You said that multiple times throughout your interview that, or sorry, in your email here that you don't finish things. And I just want to challenge you on that and just say, you need to change how you are labeling yourself and viewing yourself. Honestly, what I think it really is, is you get overwhelmed at the task at hand and the pressure you have put on yourself. So let's talk about that pressure and if this is needful or not. It seems like preserving your family memories is so important to you. So I think everything you listed there should still be on a list of sorts. I don't think they necessarily qualify as your do something list though. Your do something list is things that um, it's supposed to be made up of things that challenge you in good and fun, creative, exciting ways. Some of them can be scary for sure where you put yourself out there, but it's not goal related and task related as much. Those things you listed seem to be more task related. Now, don't get let down here because I still think I have a way for you to work on those. And you might not like me for saying this, but it's by doing your do sub things. It's by doing the small and fun things and challenging things and exciting things on your do something list that aren't necessarily these task ones that show you you are a finisher, that they challenge your brain and how you've been labeling yourself into growing and pushing yourself in ways that you need so that you can learn to be the finisher you want to be. So if one of those on your fun list is, let's see what you said here, uh, going on some hikes to some national parks and reading, work on one of those, just one. And little by little, as you add on one other thing and one other thing, your confidence will grow as will your mind and your strength of mind and your follow through. And once you get that courage up and your confidence back and that you are a finisher, then I think you can start working on those tasks. And when you do that, I want you to look at the list that you sent me. And I only want you to choose one of those. And don't give yourself a deadline even about how you're going to do all of them. Just choose one of those. And the way you start picking away at that is by narrowing that in to one thing you can do that will start the motions going for you. Don't think about the how. 
Just think about one thing. And with that, this is what I say to my ladies of my progress program, my small group growth coaching for women is ready, fire, aim. And that's what I've learned from my own um, creative entrepreneur coach, Preston Pugmire. Anyway, (laughs) I could easily talk another 10 minutes on this topic, but that's what my program is more for. So you kind of got a little sampling there of what it is like to be coached. So I hope that was helpful for you, Alicia, and you definitely need to let me know, write me back and let me know how it goes once you work on your do step things and expand your abilities there. Okay, friends, it is time now. Let's hear from our fellow progressors here, what they learned about this month, some aha moments they had, what they've been adding to their do something list, what they want to change about themselves and all of that. And just as a reminder, our month's focus this um, time was new year, new you, how you really can change this year. And the way you do that is by knowing who you want to become and why you want to become that person. And we did some exercises on that in our first episode. Two notes for you. One is I'm going to have a little chime ding in between each um, entry just so that way you can keep track of when you're hearing from a new person. And I'm also not going to share their names unless they do. That way I can keep people anonymous if they wanted to be. Um, And if they share their name, I'm I'm going to let them share it here. And you can do the same as you leave your own voice memos for me or voicemails. Okay, let's dive into hearing from our fellow progressors. Hi, Monica. I really love your podcast and I'm excited to do this. I wanted to tell you a story. My brother is visiting right now. He's a recovering drug addict. He's off and on. And so I'm just always trying to figure out tools to maybe help him and help this finally be the time that he changes and doesn't go back to drugs and so we were on our way to Knott's Berry Farms and I had him in my car as a captive audience he couldn't go anywhere and I kept thinking which podcast should I play who should I play for him what's going to help him the most and your name came to mind and so I put on the first podcast you did in January new year new you and just sat there hoping he was listening And then you got to the part where you said, who do you want to be in a year? Imagine who you are and what it takes to get there. And he sat up and he looked around and he said, I need a piece of paper. I need a pen, Amanda. I've got to write this down. This this stuff is legit. I've got this is really going to help me. Anyways, I just want you to know that it, it it has helped him. And I went home and I printed things off and I keep checking in on him. And it's really helped me as well. So. You never know who your podcast is going to affect or what um, changes it'll make for someone, but it really made a difference for my brother. So thank you. Hi, Monica. I am doing your New Year, New You January progress plan, and I had um, a little bit of an epiphany as I was working on it. Um, with the question, who do you want to be and uh, how will you feel a year from now? As I was reading through what I was writing, I realized that uh, the thing I care most about is feeling secure. I didn't realize how anxious I had been over the last year about um, changing jobs, moving to a different state, selling a home, buying a home, um, finances associated with all those things and just feeling safe again and secure um, and kind of just at peace. And um, the perfectionist in me 
had a little momentary freak out thinking, well, you can't have a goal that's just to feel peaceful. That's not progress. Um, And I had to stop myself and say, no, if that is different from the way I feel now, and it's something that I want to work toward, then why can't it be uh, progress? And maybe it's difficult to measure, but I think I can think of some ways that I could measure how peaceful and safe I'm feeling, how secure I'm feeling. So I'm going to work on that. But I wanted to thank you for asking the question in that way because I don't think I would have realized um, maybe how uh, how insecure about my circumstances I have felt lately and, and how that has had an impact on all kinds of areas of my life. My health, I know, has been affected by it. Um, my relationships with other people, I've been very anxious and stressed, and uh, I think that's affected them. So that's what I'm going to work on this year. So thanks for the worksheets. They're awesome. Hi, Monica. I just wanted to thank you for your episode about goal setting. I probably listened to it at least six times, and I also really appreciated and tried to internalize the the episode with Tony Overbay where he or you asked, how are you getting in your own way? And I just want to share a little bit about what is going on in my life. I, I realized in December that I was, I needed, I needed therapy. (laughs) So first of all, I didn't want to go, but I, I had gone once before a little bit and I didn't love it. And I didn't want to go, but I felt compelled to go and I found a therapist and I went and it has been so wonderful and that is my first step to the new year new you is I needed therapy and so I'm doing it and I'm also looking at my life and I'm looking at like you said where do I want to be in five or ten years and I'm especially focusing on the ten years for some reason I'm turning 40 this year and it's kind of a big deal. So I'm thinking, what do I want to be when I'm 50, which sounds super old, but apparently that's in 10 years for me. And I look at my life and I think I do not want to be the same person. I don't want to be doing things the way I'm doing them now. That would be disappointing. That would be uh, that would not be where I want to be. And so I'm setting, I'm setting goals for myself that are scary. And, um, my small steps that I'm taking are, um, you know, looking at more education or, um, just, I don't really want to share details yet. Cause it's, it's also new and personal, but, um, when I start looking at these things, I think, oh, that's, that's hard. (laughs) I can't do that. And this is when I realize that I really want to work on my all or nothing thinking, which is something that you have pointed out to me, especially that I have to stop this all or nothing thinking. It's not serving me where I say, I have to do exactly what I'm doing now, or do something completely different, which is really hard and there's so much in between the two extremes that are in my head so I one thing my therapist told me that I I tell myself a lot now is I have options I have options when I when I look at okay either I have to be doing this 
or I have to be doing that other thing that is like completely different. And I think, no, I have options. There are many, many places in between that I can be at and I can, it, it is a spectrum that I can, I can be going through. I can do a little and then a little more. And then eventually maybe I will get to that big thing that's super different. But it doesn't have to be this all or nothing. I have to do this or that. And neither option I really like right now because (laughs) they're too extreme. So I know this is somewhat vague because I'm not talking details, but I think this could apply to anyone where we set a goal and it's scary, but if we have the why, as you talked about, which is who do I want to be in 10 years? then those little steps in between they will that that why carries us through all those little steps and i'm still doing the little steps so i'm not saying i've achieved it but my mindset is so different where like i said i have options and i know where i want to go so um now that i'm starting to take those small steps and set those little goals say i could take this class I could learn this thing and that will help me toward my goal, then it's, um, it's doable. And I just, um, I want to thank you for helping me with this. You are, you're doing a really great thing. Hi, Monica. My name is Anna Packard and I wanted to send in a little voice bite for your new year, new you. Um, I listened to your self-love equals growth. Um, I think that's what you titled it. A little episode recently, and I just really loved it. So I am a psychologist professionally, and this is something I work with with myself as well as clients all the time. And um, one of my heroes in the land of... (laughs) psychology is someone named Carl Rogers and one of his quotes is the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am then I can change and I just absolutely love that and it aligns with exactly what you were talking about so many times people think that change comes through self-criticism or pointing out our flaws and focusing on those and the fear that acceptance brings with it um, this mediocrity. Um, but my experience with myself as well as clients is actually just the opposite that when we fully accept ourselves, there's this opening and this just genuine desire to be the best version of ourselves. Because when we clear away all the judgments and the insecurities, we just naturally want to grow into who we can be and who I think we are designed to be. Um, And that I loved how you pointed out that, right, that all the fears and judgments actually hinder progress um, and don't facilitate it. So I just really love that idea um, and knowledge, right, that self-acceptance is actually the way toward change and it's not settling by any stretch of the imagination. And I think there needs to be a step toward trust that we are designed as humans to grow um, and that fear is actually what keeps us back 
uh, I, whenever I hear people say things like, they just need to accept me as I am, I find that to be a, a defensive comment, which to me indicates they actually do care what other people think, right? Because um, also self-acceptance has nothing to do with what other people perceive you as. Um, or if they're saying to themselves, I just need to accept myself as I am, I think that's wonderful. There's a lot of power in that. And when people do, they're open to feedback and um, evidence in their environment or from people that love them of ways they can be different and open to self-introspection about things they need to change. Anyway, I just really loved what you said and just wanted to say a big amen to that. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm excited to share what I've learned and experienced the last little while. I started listening to Monica's podcast a few months ago, and I'm so glad I found it. I had a lot of shoulds and things that I felt like I should be and I should be doing, and a couple of those where I felt like I needed to be busy all the time and I needed to enjoy activities outside of the house and running errands with my kids, all of which honestly stressed me out. And I've chosen to focus on what matters most to me and fulfills me. I've accepted I'm a homebody and I enjoy quiet internal activities and there's nothing wrong with that. What really helped me to get there is that priorities list, that episode that you had a while ago where we talked about immediate, important, and insignificant things in our day and organizing our day like that. That really changed the way that I looked at my days. I started to actively plan in things that I love. That changed everything. The do something initiative really does work and I finally feel like I'm making progress towards loving myself and feeling like I will finally stop being so hard on myself, which really is amazing. I've always been hard on myself my entire life. So I'm so grateful for all the things I've experienced and I can't wait to see what keeps happening as I keep doing all these things that I'm learning. Hi, Monica. My name is Bethany. I found your podcast last month, and I have loved listening to the episodes I've listened to. So thank you for doing this. I wanted to share with you today the number one thing on my do something bucket list, something I've been thinking about for a few weeks. And while I know it needs to happen, it also scares me. The number one thing on my do something bucket list is letting go of social media. In 2018, 
I took my photography from a hobby to a business. And with that, I increased my presence on social media. I increased my presence on Facebook, and I got an Instagram account for the first time. And I really enjoyed it. I also saw a lot of growth in my business and hit all the goals I wanted to. Some of it was definitely related to my social media presence. Some of it wasn't. In 2018, I also experienced, for the first time, anxiety. I felt on edge. And I felt frustrated with my children more often than I used to. I also started to experience a lot of self-doubt and my confidence levels were lower than they had been in a long, long time. Now during this time, I was also trying to keep my social media use in check, trying to set limits on to when I would use it. And I also tried to take breaks every once in a while from it. Whether it was a couple of days, up to a week, I would take breaks. But at the end of 2018, I took a two-week break. And it felt really, really good. And then 2019 came, and I decided to do my first post again. And the instant I was on Instagram, it all came flooding back. The anxiety, the self-doubt comparing myself to others, the loss of confidence, all of it immediately came back, even though I'd been away for two weeks. And I started having all this mental clutter, all these thoughts about which filters I could use and which font I could use and what would make a good story. And it just was too much. And I realized that all of those things that I had been feeling throughout 2018 had been coming from social media. So that's why I know I need to let go. Why I'm scared is that it is connected to my business. And everyone would tell me that this will hurt my business. Stepping down my social media is going to hurt my business. And I don't want to hurt my business, but more so, I want to protect myself and my heart. And I want to feel good. So I'm going to let go of social media. Hi, Monica. I am so excited for the new year and loved the new episode. I'm excited for what you have to share this year. Thanks so much for all you do. Thank you for the social media challenge. It was a perfect way to end 2018. Also, last year, I was listening to one of your episodes where you did mention your own bucket list. I was about to turn 34 and decided to make a list for 30 before 35. I'm so happy I did it and I am doing something. I've already got 12 new hikes in, read 11 new books, and made new recipes. I've planned a girl's getaway and booked it, made eggs benedict for my husband, finally, found a gluten-free cinnamon bun recipe for my son that he loves, and many more things, including leaving my phone upstairs in my room when my kids are around. Thanks so much for your inspiration. I turned 35 in October and feel like the list that I just made a few months ago, because of your comment about yours, has helped me kick off 2019 with a good start. Thanks again for all you do and for what you stand for.
Hi, Monica. My name is Kalei Wilson, and I recently saw um, your Insta stories that talked about how you were wanting to interview some of your followers about their do something um, bucket list things that they're working on, and I felt inspired to send you a message. So I thought I would just share quickly um, what it is that I wasn't even aware was on my do something bucket list, but after watching your stories, I realized it was something that fit in this category for me. A lot of people tell me I'm super creative and I make cute things, but when it comes to drawing, I can do stick figures and that's about it. And it was always super intimidating to me to think about doing watercolor, but I really wanted to learn that talent and that skill. And another thing that I was really um, wanting to learn was hand lettering because um, I just love beautiful handwritten fonts. I just think it's gorgeous and I, I love being creative and I wanted those two skills kind of in my skill set. So anyways, I attended this watercolor class and we happened to just paint some succulents and the instructor kind of showed us different um, succulents and cactuses and how to draw them and we could um, put a quote on our final picture and I found that I loved watercolor instantly. I found it was super forgiving, which for me was nice because I I'm a perfectionist. I really have struggled with that, and it's something I've really tried to work on over time, which is part of the reason I went to your um, workshop, actually, and um, found that super helpful, reframing um, how I think about perfectionism and and working on that. But I found that watercoloring was watercolor was really forgiving, so it it allowed for mistakes that made the picture beautiful, which I thought was really kind of a good lesson um, in life that, you know, the imperfections or the things that we think are wrong actually make the the whole picture beautiful. I ended up writing a quote on my final picture for this first ever watercolor class I attended. I didn't write the quote. I had the instructor write instructor write it for me because I had not ever attempted hand lettering um, at that point. And the quote was, she believed she could, so she did. And that was kind of a motto for me at the time. I was going through a lot of really, really hard things with um, my baby. We had also, my husband and I had just moved to Utah from Washington State, and I was going through a lot of hard things. And that quote was just kind of, something I tried to keep in my mind um, to remind myself that I have to believe in myself. Um, I have to believe in myself. And when I believe in myself, I can do whatever it is that I want to do. So it kind of matched this journey of learning watercolor. It matched my journey in motherhood where I was going through really hard things that I never thought I'd I'd go through and every day when I woke up to face those trials every day I was like I don't know how I can do this and that quote was really powerful for me um that was my first ever experience with watercolor and since then I've continued to go to classes um and practice at home as I can 
and as I started watercoloring more, I started hand lettering more. And I remember the first time I hand lettered, it looked like a kindergartner <laughs> handwriting. Like it was, it was not good. And I just really thought, I'm never going to be good at this. I'm never going to be good at this. Um, and I'm actually, as I'm sharing this with you, I'm literally looking at the most recent final painting I've done that's hanging on my wall with my theme for this year and that I hand painted, hand watercolored, and hand lettered. And I am just floored by the progress in my hand lettering. I get compliments all the time on my hand lettering and it's been less than a year that I've been working on it and I've already made so many improvements and it sounds silly but it really gives me life to like see progress, to see how I've grown and how this skill has, how I've learned this skill over time and I'm still so far from, you know, where I'd like to be but I've made so much progress in such a short time. I've always been so scared to try things because I hate the journey of it. I always just want to be at the end result. Like what what it looks like for people who've been doing it for 12 years, that's where I want to be. I don't like going through the the journey of learning and practicing and failing because it's because it's not perfect and I have a really hard time with that. But this journey in watercolor and hand lettering has been eye-opening to me to see how important it is to go through that journey because then you see where you don't like something and you learn how to do it differently to where you like it and you kind of, you know, you get better by doing that. I still find myself going there often, but I think... What's important is that, you know, I can take a break then, I can stop then, um, but I always come back to it. I always give myself another chance. And I think part of um, focusing on progress is allowing ourselves to feel like that, but coming back to it, like just, you know, giving yourself a moment to feel frustration, but coming back to to whatever it is you're working on. Really haven't ever talked about this journey, and but I've been thinking about it a lot lately and how impactful it's been for, um, for me and my heart and my journey to focus on progress instead of perfection. So anyways, thank you for all you do, for your positive message, and I hopefully will talk to you later. Why do we feel obligated to lose weight at the new year? Whether or not we have the weight to lose, we feel like we need to, like we have to, because everyone else is doing it, and we're supposed to be healthy and thin like everyone else. I can't remember a time when losing weight wasn't on my goal list. Sometimes it was cleverly disguised as get healthy, but I always knew that it meant losing a few jean sizes. This year, my goal is to not count a single calorie and not weigh myself. There's two About Progress guests that shared stories and information that's making this possible for me. The first was Lindsay Kite from Beauty Redefined. The research she and her sister did has literally been life-changing for me. It opened my eyes to why I thought the way I did about my body and about food. And the fact that it was normal to think that way doesn't mean it was a good thing. I realized that any activity counted as exercise. The second guest was Charity Lighten. She said something to the effect of, How was losing those 10 pounds actually going to affect her life?
I asked myself the same question. Was it going to make me a better mother, better at my church and community service, a better wife? Was it going to help me reach any of my other goals? My personal development? I realized that not only was it not going to make me better at those things, it was going to make me worse. Losing weight usually requires some form of restriction. It requires a certain amount of rigidity and planning. For me, it makes me cranky unless I'm having a really good day with absolutely no challenges. What not losing weight to me is that I get to means to me is that I get to enjoy eating Oreos with my husband after the kids go to bed and not feel guilty about it the next day, not feel like I have to run 10 miles. It means that I get to take honest rest days from exercise and enjoy them. It means that when I go to other people's houses or on vacation, I don't have to stress about whether or not there will be vegetables and a lean protein at the dinner table. Does it mean that I'm going to completely let go of my health? Of course not. I'm going to listen to the research and focus on being active, not being thin. I'm going to be intuitive. I'm going to start taking ballet lessons again because I love ballet. And I'm not going to worry about how I look in that leotard. I'm going to go for hikes. I'm going to play with my son outside. I'm not going to spend hours and hours at the gym. I used to say, I can't intuitive eat. My body tells me to eat entire jars of peanut butter. It doesn't know what's right for me. That's a lie. When you truly let go and stop caring about what you look like and focus instead on what your body can do or what it needs to do, your body will tell you exactly what it needs. I was trying to logically intuitive eat before. I was using what my anorexic self had learned about calorie counts and vegetable consumption, and it defined how I lived my life. And I was beating myself up over it. I decided that that life isn't for me. It's not going to get me what I want out of this life. Now I'm living for me. I'm doing the things that I love to do. I eat cereal, of course, at night. We eat Oreos. I actually make the things for the British Baking Championship, and I eat them. I go on vacation. I don't stress as much about how much how I'll work off the food that I'm eating. I just enjoy it because life is meant to be enjoyed, not stressed over. So what will losing those 10 pounds do for you? Um, this is Madeline Casey, and well, yesterday I was listening to your podcast, and I just felt like I had an aha moment, which was not even necessarily related to the episode, but kind of. Um, so here it goes. <laughs> um, all my life, I have believed that I was average. I got fine grades. I wasn't a straight-A student, but... Um, I got A's and B's, the occasional C. Um, I felt like I looked pretty average. I'm not like a movie star, but wasn't wasn't terrible, you know, not bad if I say so myself. And I had fine goals. It was never like reaching for the stars, but I did push myself in some areas. Um, I had some experiences. I didn't really have a bunch of hobbies or anything, but, you know, I was okay at a few things. Um, And uh, I just felt, you know, I wasn't anything super special, but I was doing okay in life. Nothing that really stands out. And I had just kind of resigned myself to this average life. I'm just going to, I'll have a good life. It will be fine um but there was always a small voice in my head that would sometimes whisper but what if you could be more and uh I would always think no it's too much work I don't know where to start like things are fine how they are um but the past few years I just started feeling stagnant um and I started listening to podcasts like 
about progress than other ones. And I started reading books like Big Magic and Daring Greatly. Um, I found myself noticing when I was reading these books that I already had some really good habits. And I had a lot of the things that these books are talking about. I have an optimistic view of the world. I believe in abundance that everybody can have whatever they want. Um, I happily support other people. I believe that good things can come to me if I put that out to the universe. And so why wasn't I putting in any effort? I had all those beliefs, those core values that these people were talking about, but I wasn't really applying it in my own life. And I think it's because... I hadn't realized the most valuable truth about myself, which is that I am extraordinary. I am capable of greatness. I have the tools and the skills and attributes that set me up for success if I let them. I can achieve anything I want to. I am that type of person. I'm wonderful. I feel like we're generally taught, like, you know, don't talk too much about yourself. Don't talk yourself up, especially. Don't, you know, you'll come across as conceited um, or narcissistic or um, that you think you're better than everybody else. But telling you how extraordinary I am, it does feel awkward to say that because I'm not used to it. But it's, in my mind, it's not conceited or narcissistic to say that. I don't think that I'm better than anybody else when I say that. I'm simply better than I thought I was. And that knowledge is powerful. I am extraordinary. I won't stop saying it. I am extraordinary. And I'm giving you permission to say it as well. You are better than you think you are. And you are capable of greatness. Can you even get over those incredible messages from our fellow progressors? I, when I first shared this, was not sure if I would get any submissions. And my husband even said he would send some in for himself if he he needed to. But we didn't need to. They came flooding in and I was overwhelmed by each and every one of them. And I hope that as you listen to them, you were inspired to share yourself, what you learn on this show and with our community, whether that's on Instagram or our private Facebook group or here on the show, just show up and share. I love hearing the little voices in the background of kids. I love hearing the stumbles. I love hearing the prepared remarks. I love hearing it all. So just keep showing up here and sharing your notes to your fellow progressors. Thank you for making this the community of my dreams. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.